0: Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher, and I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths.
1: With that being said, let's get into today's topic.
0: Assistant choreographers, associate choreographers, and mentorships. Uh,
1: Mm -hmm. So while
0: this topic might sound like it's a lot or three totally different subjects, I have found that these topics often bleed together. Uh, Sometimes they can be very separate, but they do often bleed together. And we've spoken about mentors on the show before, but we read a lovely article by Dance Magazine uh, that we're also gonna share with you guys on our social media and things like that mm-hmm. that very clearly concisely talks about mentorships and kind of like the the one just very clear on what, what a mentorship could be and then from there it just kind of branches off into assistants and and uh, associate choreographers um so i guess we kind of should define what they what those three roles are um mm-hmm which one do you want to take first?
1: Yeah. um, Well, I was going to say, so we, you know, we've done an episode before about like what it means to have a mentor and and be a mentor, but this article um, that Dance Magazine did um, was just, I think, really, thoughtful and very easy to read Um, and so I definitely wanted to kind of touch upon it before we go into the roles and responsibilities and what it means to take on the role of of an assistant choreographer and associate choreographer and especially because I think a lot of those jobs can begin uh, with a mentor. Oh yes, Um, oh yes. So something that, um, something that I think that the article hit upon that was very interesting was they said, quote, when you're building a relationship with your mentor, expect nothing more than insight and guidance. Don't ask for employment, which I think uh, is very interesting. Then someone said, once they see enough potential in you, they'll make you the offer. Um, And so I think that that also goes really great into talking about assistant and associate choreographers, because I think, and I definitely, when I was, like, much younger, like, 21 and such, like, um, I was definitely guilty of this, is you just want to work so badly, and you're told to, like, make connections, like network, like do all these things. And unfortunately, a lot of times, like, you know, in college and stuff, they don't tell you how to network. They don't tell you what That's that true. looks like. Yeah, so the first thing you go to is, okay, I just worked on a project or I'm taking class with someone consistently, let me ask them for a job. And I think it's really important that this article points out, like when you are working with someone, you are there to solely seek their guidance. And by listening to their insight, seeking their guidance, taking in what they are teaching you they will end up making you that job offer that you've always wanted um
0: and i think it starts from like with with a lot of the folks that i mentee that like it starts from me teaching a class or working on a project and simply seeing their dedication to their mm -hmm. own craft Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: just being the natural teacher and person that i am i'll see holes within that educate within their education and I might offer them an olive branch but I offer an olive branch to everyone that I teach or everyone that I work with yeah doesn't mean everyone grabs it doesn't mean that everyone I can work with because of what they're seeking you know like uh, something else they uh talk about in the article is like go your own way mm-hmm. you don't have to have the same careers as your mentors.
1: No. And I think that that one's huge because I think for so long when people have worked with people, it's like, well, obviously I must assist them or, Uh you know, I must do what they do. And I think this idea of like, you can be under the wing of someone and learn so much and then like take all of that knowledge and begin your own career. And you will usually be very successful in what you choose to do because of the work you've been putting in. Um, I also agree with you that I think the best assistant and associate relationships, if we're talking in terms of choreography, come out of mentorships, come out of, you know, someone who's been, you know, working with, you know, a a well-known choreographer, taking their classes, asking for their insights, their guidance, listening to it. And like you said, like showing that they want it and their initiative and they are working towards something. Then I'm more interested to work with you um, because, you're someone that that I not only see like I could mold, right? It's not even about the molding, but it's someone that I'm excited to see. What did you bring to the table?
0: And it's also, so I, we really should like get to, so the three kind of general definitions. A mentor is someone that I am training and I'm willing to answer all the tedious questions for, mm-hmm. plain and simple. An assistant is someone that is in the room with me That. Can do moves that I can't do, or can
1: take the uh, notes down. Take the notes
0: down. Be a set of eyes. Be another. Be another pair of eyes and ears that I can't be, because as the person in charge, there's a lot on my plate, and they are taking some of that weight off of me. Mm-hmm. An associate can be an assistant. To be fair, all uh, an assistant can also be a mentor, but an associate can be a mentor. Can be an assistant but an associate is someone that I have worked with so much so that they can be my voice when I'm not in the room.
1: Yeah. And I would, someone that
0: I can send to, I'm working with the New York company, my associates working with the California company.
1: Right. I was going to say, and something I would argue is that an associate's role is bigger in terms of like, they'll be given the ability and the authority to actually do some of the choreography. And like you said, like you know, should it be, let's take, for instance, a Broadway show that has a touring company, right? Like, let's say we take, for instance, um, um, take Hamilton, um, right? Like Andy Blinkenbuehler is the choreographer for Hamilton. He has an associate when, you know, when there's a new Chicago cast coming in or a new t- touring cast coming in he most likely will not be present at rehearsals and associate of his will, right? So he probably has two or three associates or he'll go to Chicago or go to the tour and the associate stays in New York at cleanup rehearsals and put in rehearsals. Yeah,
0: associates, I can tell you now, associates always do cleanup and put up rehearsals. Uh, I've done enough of them myself. Uh, They always do cleanups, put in rehearsals. They will often go see touring companies or traveling companies because- essentially when the main choreographer is on to the next project he may have four or five projects he's working on like hamilton is a good example every time there's a new cast coming in on broadway there may be 14 people coming into hamilton while andy's working on the next big musical he don't have time to be teaching them you know the five six seven eights of one number or two or three numbers He sends his associate and then he may go see the run through that the new cast do or he may just go see the show that night and Mm -hmm. take notes with the assistant, you know. So the like I said, the associate is definitely the highest level and it's also kind of a a fail safe um, where an associate can set choreography, but their name is not on the marquee. Yeah. So if something goes downhill in a number that they choreograph, it's gonna to fall to the choreographer. So yes. pick your pick your assistants, your associates, and your mentors, mentees, very carefully. Yeah. Because, like I said, they are they are an extension of you.
1: And I think something to notice is like you know we're kind of touching upon like what it means to be a mentor because you know this article came out that was I think a very well done article, but. In no way does, (laughs) excuse me, um, in no way does being a mentee to someone mean that you will get to be their assistant or associate on a project. And I think that that is something in the past that has been very confusing, is people kind of assume like, oh, well, I've been working with with this person. I take, you know, I take every single one of their classes and they always like ask me to demo the combination. Um, and so therefore, you know, this teacher, this choreographer and I start, you know, having conversations, I start asking their advice. Um, I'm li- really listening to what it is they have to say that can push me in my own career. That does not mean that when they get hired to do a show or a piece that they're going to take me with them. There's always that opportunity. But I think just like the article says, do not expect a job, do the work, listen, listen, take your own initiative to show what what it is, why do you want to mentor, what it is that you're interested in, and then that job will present itself. And it might not be exactly what you thought. And so I think that that's like super interesting because we're going to deep dive more into moving away from mentors and assistants and associates. But I think that sometimes that's something that people forget is just be, like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're going to get a job. However, I also want to say like, if you have the ability to work with someone as a mentor to someone who's saying, like, come to my class every week at Broadway Dance Center and help me demo the combinations. Let's go to coffee and let's talk about what it is that you want to do. Like, what's your career path? Right. Like, take that opportunity, take that initiative, because it's truly like I said, that might not be the person you work with, but it's going to propel you to something else. And not everyone gets that opportunity. Oh, no.
0: And I think well, also with this wonderful article, they talk about that too, is that like mm-hmm. be clear what you want. So I am currently, it also like it says you can have mentors go off and on, and I mentor, there are several people I would label as mentees, excuse me, as mentees of mine, or as they call themselves my dance children. Um, but they're on different career paths. One of the one of them is like full on performer, has no desire to be a choreographer or a teacher. He mm-hmm. is performing. He just finished a national tour before the world shut down. So like, mm-hmm. our conversations aren't about like choreography things. They're about navigating this business and like learning what contract to say yes to and how to navigate that field. Then I have some others that are like, oh, I want to be like a studio owner in my hometown. Mm -hmm. so those conversations are different, and then I have someone that's, people, like, I want to be the next big choreographer, just like you, so these are three different people that I'm mentoring, but those conversations are very, very different, um, and that's, like, that is why it's, like, you need mm -hmm. to know what you want from that mentor, because to some of them, like, there's going to reach a point where their careers may verge totally differently, and that I, that I can't help them, and that my knowledge is not going
1: to be sufficient enough for them. Exactly, and I also think, like, um, your mentor doesn't, like you were just saying, Tony, like your mentor doesn't need to do what you do. You can just really look up to them and go, how did you get to where you are currently? Mm-hmm. Um I have a friend who started her own business and she does a lot of coaching. Right. And so she was even saying how, like she, you know, she started this new business. Like she's in, you know, she's in her, I think she's in her like late twenties now. I'm not sure, mid or late twenties. And she's that's what she's trying to do but she even said like even she will not sign on new clients to work with unless they are clear or they're at a point where like she can get them very clear on what it is they want to do like why are they hiring her to work with her now pause You usually most of the time you're not going to like hire a mentor but in her case she's like a coach you know yeah. and so like I was talking to her about it and she was just saying how like, yeah, it'd be a lot easy for her to sign on all these clients and like make a ton of money. But she was like, I can't work with people if they have no idea what to do. She's like, because it's not my job to give you a job or to show you what to do or tell you what Mm -hmm. to do or give you the contacts. Even she was like, But when I know that you're ready for the next step, I might say, wait a minute, I have someone, let me put you in contact. That's the point of a mentorship.
0: Yes. And that is where it comes. That is where we get into, to me, the assistant. Yes. I have taken kids that two of my mentees, I, I have hired as performers, but also they've assisted me before too. And that comes from, I taught them in their formative years. They know how I work in the classroom. Mm -hmm. so they know my shorthand they know my thought process i i can they they know how to fill in those gaps for me without me having really to say it or Mm -hmm. they know when to ask questions just because we have a great working relationship they know me well enough to know what what they can get away with what they can't get away with and so when i have them like hey clean up this section while i work with the soloist or i need to work with the ensemble mark through it with this with the lead They know, yeah, Tony's not going to like that. He's going to want this. They know me well enough to know those points and assist me. Or there's like sometimes where, and this happens a lot in particular, like I said, me and Danielle do a lot of musicals where I have to go talk with the director. So like, I can't be on stage running through that eight count I just taught. I taught it to you. The assistant's going to continue working it or cleaning it for you while I go sit with the director and we figure out what's going to happen with this costume that magically has to appear now or you know Mm -hmm. he's talking me through a sequence and we're debating or working you know so that is where the assistant slides in and starts filling the gap but those for me those people have come from oh you really have a strong eye for this Mm -hmm. we work well together that's the first thing we work well together so I probably can use you as an assistant, but are you catching the things that either, I typically have two two assistants. One is catching some stuff that I'm missing, and the other one has a similar eye to me. Mm -hmm. And those are, I think, are very vital things because I need someone that thinks very differently than me on my team. I've just learned that about myself.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, an assistant is usually someone who you've either worked with them or someone you know is working with them or mentoring them or has them in class every week and that person goes hey you were showing a lot of initiative this is the career path that you were interested in let me connect you with so and so and I think like um you know the job of the assistant is almost like once you land that job like it's all about like proving yourself, you know? Like again, a big part of the assistant role is like you're taking the notes down that the choreographer is like dictating and you're describing and you are exactly like cleaning something or running something while the associate and the choreographer are doing something else, right? Like you would never actually like teach something Per se. I mean, it depends on the relationship, but in most major productions of musicals or dance companies, there's a choreographer, an associate or two associates, and then an assistant or two to three assistants, you know, like it depends on what the production is and also like how the choreographer themselves works.
0: And something is so like with assistants, like there have been times where I've worked with programs where it was like, we'd love to make an intern an assistant For you, and so you kind of get one kind of thrust upon you. I'm not gonna lie, and I was thinking about this as Danielle was saying this: like an assistant does a lot of bitch work. Let's call it like that. It's a lot of go for stuff. It is a lot of that, and that part can feel daunting. One, don't let them take advantage of you. But like that, that is part of the job in and of itself, because the goal is to sit back, watch, and learn.
1: It's almost like, it's an extension, basically, like, if you've been working with a mentor or a coach or someone you consider to be that, it's basically an extension. It's the next step. Now somebody has granted you the opportunity to get paid to do this work, but you're still, it's still about teaching and learning and observing and best practices and stuff like that.
0: And because, like, my assistants, like, I've had them I've had them sit in on production meetings with me. I've had them sit in on budget meetings with me, in particular ones like I knew that wanted to be choreographers. Like, and you don't normally get that experience anywhere else. Like in, in college, that's, you're not sitting in on budget meetings in college or you're not sitting in production meetings where uh, attitudes can get very heightened as they do in college. Cause like, I don't want to downplay or degrade college programs but it's like your your show will probably still happen at your college, regardless of what's going on. Versus at regional theater companies like if your show is not selling, that's not good. And you know you got producers right. did, like all that kind of things. So like having a choreographer, you know, having my assistants sit in on that, they're learning that. Or you know, the harsh reality: a lot of times, assistants were coming not too far out of college into the professional world they're learning how much time you actually don't have to actually choreograph stuff or the mm-hmm. fact you know it's like you get an hour and a half to choreograph the whole number versus in college you can have months mm-hmm. and stuff like that's that's where yeah. I often find my assistants hit that learning curve where they're like oh you choreographed that so fast and it's like oh I don't have to, I don't have any other choice like that's just how yeah. it is so speed learning the speed of the business is also a really big thing for the assistant um, mm-hmm. or learning to adapt very quickly or like I know uh, I'm thinking of one production meeting in particular where we fired a lighting designer got a new lighting designer who came up with an entirely different palette for the stage and like that changed some scenery so that changed the space that I had to choreograph things so I was redoing choreography that I had just set the day before and my assistant was like it's all happening so fast and I was like yeah, and it sucks. And we'll talk about it later over drinks, but right now we've got a job to do. So yeah, you just got to get in there. So it is very important at that assistant level to watch, to constantly be on your feet. That's also the other thing. You're constantly Mm -hmm. on your feet learning and doing those moves.
1: And I also want to say like thinking about how we started this episode talking about mentors and this article from Dance Magazine that said know what your goals are right like know what it is that you want to do I think that's also important because I think sometimes there are a lot of young dancers and artists out there who want to take the next step a lot of this usually comes after college and they're Uh not sure where to go or what to do and they mistake an assistant choreography job almost like as a mentorship right so it becomes like, I'm not sure even if I'm interested in choreography, there's this job availability, playbill.com, backstage, whatever, assistant choreographer, I'll do that. I'll make friends with everyone. Someone will network for me, basically. I'll network and I'll get, you know, I'll be able to get a job in what I want to do after. And I think that it's this is why it's important. And we all go through it on our own space. And I by no means am like, I knew what I wanted to do, right? But I think it's important that we that if you're not sure what it is, it's better to look out to ask someone to work with you in a mentor capacity yes. so that you can really start to figure out what is it you want to do. Because if you don't want to be a choreographer and you're like, well, I'll just take this assistant job because it feels like the next step or it feels like that's how I have to meet people, you're – not going to have a good time, especially because the majority of your job is going to be to dictate notes, right, Mm -hmm. to check up on people, to, um, you know, to review choreography, right, it's, you're not going to have any creative freedom,
0: really. Yes, yes, and also the choreographer is going to know, like, I, I was thinking, as Danielle was saying, I was like, oh yeah, there's been one or two, I was like, "Mm, you don't want to choreograph, you want to dance, Go yes. dance. Like you want to yes.
1: dance, go it's, dance. Yes. Like it's easy and that's why I think like that's something that like I feel like in this industry and again especially in college programs like nobody talks about how being with a, men- a mentor or a coach is actually a really amazing next step for you to solidify and get clear on your goals. You know, the article talks about know your goals before you search. But I think if you you know a couple of things and you're like, I want to explore this, I'm not sure about this, that's something that somebody can work with, right? Okay. Um, nobody, good, nobody like tells you that. They don't because honestly, like a good mentor,
0: they'll be honest. Like I, I think of my college mentor, which I mentioned in the mentor episode, she told me flat out, you like concert dance but you love musicals so like you're studying this style of dance but that really works for concert dance not musicals why are you studying that mm-hmm. and I had to be like oh at the time I made a decision but as I and I was still in college but as I like graduated and I started working I was like oh yeah no I actually love both my my joy is for both so it's okay yeah. for me to learn floor work because essentially she was like why are you learning floor work floor work doesn't happen a lot in musicals and I was like no but I ended up and like, they'll like they'll
1: you so. know they'll push you they'll push you to figure out what it is mm-hmm. and and I think that that's just like something really important because if you are an assistant choreographer and you're in a position and you're able to do an amazing job, that's when the ability to like what's the next step comes in, you know, and that's where we come to associate choreographers because unless you have rave reviews coming from someone right coming from maybe you do have rave reviews coming from the door who's like listen I you know I'm working with someone and I'm like "Mm, Tony's looking for an associate choreographer someone who can put you know put movement together with him work with him on that someone that he can send off with x y and z people oh my god I'm working with this person who would be perfect right like the only way to get to that position is if you are already being mentored or assisting someone who can see that capacity. There are no job posts. There are job postings for assistant choreographers. There is, um, unless it's like a theater, like a summer stock theater company who needs like a resident associate, there's usually never job postings for associate choreographers because they expect the choreographer to come with someone if they need that role filled. Yeah, that's actually
0: a really good point. I never really thought about it. But it's just because, like, you are an extension of their name when you are an associate. So, like, you can look up any of your favorite choreographers online and they will have associates. I can tell you that now. Or open any playbill from any Broadway show. You will see associate directors, choreographers, and MDs. Like, Mm -hmm. all these people have these positions because, again, it's their, like, um, associate mds are the ones that teach the music to new new, new and incoming cast members yeah. and like sometimes you have some for the whole company like i know the uh md for lion king for the entire disney network of lion kings so they all come through new york because broadway um, but like literally she trains all of them whether they're going to the touring companies the stable companies in europe japan doesn't matter if you're doing lion king odds are you're sitting in a rehearsal with her singing through your stuff in new york first Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so like that's (laughs) when when that is the case like it's just it's one of those things of like you are an extension of their name so like i'm not going to when i think of like gigs I've been hired for and I have to leave or I'm starting another gig or whatever the case may be, whoever I'm leaving that room, my name's still gonna be on that marquee. So again, I need to leave someone in that room that I trust completely. It's gonna be someone I, that was my, has been my assistant, somebody I mentored, or if I'm really, really desperate, a friend of a friend might recommend somebody but my first thought is before I do that, let me just bring in a friend to choreograph it or bring in a friend and call them my associate. Because at the very least, they yeah. might do something different yeah. on me. They're not going to ruin my reputation. Right. Yeah. Like it takes a lot to get to that associate level under a choreographer. But it's because so much is at stake
1: yeah. because
0: associates will often be choreographing on their own are you at that that's also yeah. what it is like an associate will also be choreographing things on their own already yeah you know they might be do like as plenty of times associates will do universities or smaller regional theaters mm-hmm. or like uh, in particular if a choreographer let's say someone is a, an, uh, an associate to a uh, music band that's gonna be on Broadway they might take that choreography and do it at a regional theater because the regional theater can afford the associate but they can't afford the big choreographer or the big time choreographer right right. and they'll say say, and and they'll say
1: like direct from broadway or as seen on or whatever because they have the ability the legal rights to say that Mm -hmm. but they didn't have to pay out the wazoo for so and so to come in instead they'll have the other person yeah
0: yep they would do that Um, a lot of times work workshops too they'll do it for workshops even
1: yes Mm. oh all the time oh all the time usually they always like I even remember specifically I um this is so weird I totally forgot about this until right now I was in high school and I was doing a summer program and they had a couple you know guest people come in to teach master classes and stuff like that and they said they were like oh my god I can't remember his name now but they basically said like, oh, we're having like so-and-so come in, you know, from, you know, from the, come in to do choreography from the Broadway production of Nine. And it wasn't the choreographer, it was the associate. And I knew this because I had like, my brother was in Nine and I had already like, I had literally spent the entire like past year of my life with them. And it was like, maybe like, six months after it ended, I was like working. I was like at not working. I was like going to this summer program. And so, but it was, it was, I even remembered the way that they said it because nobody necessarily needs to know. But again, you're right. It was like, it's cheaper for the company Absolutely. to have the associate come in and run the masterclass. Um, and who would have known you would have known if you Googled it, but it's not that big of a deal because the person is still coming from Broadway. And
0: you're still um, getting a certain caliber of work from them. Abs- I mean, so.
1: absolutely. And I just think that like, these are such interesting roles for us to talk about and define because, um, you know, this isn't not, this type of work is not necessarily something like we said, like you can just like, go online and apply for, nah. you know, especially nah. if you're thinking about like, the big leagues or like you know quote unquote the big leagues right and we can
0: even get into I mean this is definitely another episode like directors and choreographers have relationships where they don't just pull like to get to the big league it's not just any random director and any random choreographer just thrown together no never happens like I have several working relationships with the directors it's how I get kids because they're like oh I'm doing this musical you're 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 choreographing it, right? I right. was like, oh, uh, you didn't tell me that? We didn't, We need to schedule. So I was like, because I got my own stuff going on. But it's because we have a great work, working relationship. So we move together. So like-
1: Right, and I know, right. Like I know that like you will be with me on the same level as me for this mm-hmm. project and we'll be able to create the thing that we want to create, which is why we return to mentorships are so- important.
0: And they're just, and they're also, step one. I'm realizing that now, as we talked yep. about this, mentorships are step one to the rise to an associate.
1: Yep. And I think that, you know, and obviously, again, we returned to, that does not have to be your trajectory, right? Your trajectory can be, you want to perform, you want to work at it, open up a dance studio. You want to work in academia and be a professor, right? It can be any of those. We're just, talking about choreographers in general because that's a lot of what Tony and I do but that is step one and mentorships can be formal or informal right they can be a couple they can be I you know I pay a coach to work with a coach and we create this mentorship because that's their business right I'm not saying you should like ask someone like hey can you mentor me and I'll pay you a ton of money there are specific programs and people that will do specific things for you as a client right? If you're working in a paying capacity, there are formal mentorships that are, you know, I feel like if you're in New York and you're a dancer or choreographer, you see these a lot. If you go to like Steps or Broadway Dance Center, right? Where you'll always see the same two or three people in every class. And they're usually like a level above the class that they should be in, but it's because they are working in a mentorship capacity with the teacher, right? And so usually they'll be like, oh, so-and-so can you teach the, this part of the combo while I go cue up the music. Right. Or like all eyes on so-and-so in the front, they're going to lead warm up while I go deal with the attendance. Right. Like you see that constantly at Broadway dance.
0: You do. You do. Yeah. yeah, And it's a lot
1: of times, you know, like it's because they are people who are professionals and are continuing their studies and they're, and they're, you know, asked by the by the teacher slash choreographer, whoever they are, like, hey, come to my intermediate class, come to my advanced beginner class, um, you know, come every week and, you know, work on this with me, right? And through that, you're gaining insight, how do they work? There's probably other conversations being had, Um there's like, you know, formal ones like that, right? Or like, okay, we're going to meet at a coffee shop and go through like, what are your goals? What are what do you where do you see yourself? And then there are informal ones that kind of just happen, right? Where you don't sit there and you don't talk about like, hey, Tony, like, Can you mentor me? Or there's no agreement like, hey, Tony, come to my classes every Tuesday and Thursday and like be there with me to go through all of this and let's work together, right? Like let me see how you work. I uh, I was gonna say the informal
0: ones, like I've literally gotten a text message from one of my kids that I taught. And they're like, hey, I'm in the city, like let's catch up, have lunch. I'm like, sure. You know, I this is when I'm free. We catch up and have lunch. And then they just unload all of this like anxiety and things that I don't know, you know, and it just unfolds that way. And it's just like, okay, you're doing a lot, calm down. Well, have you heard of this? No, yeah. what's that? And like, it, it's and so it can happen very organically. Cause like, I know yeah. sometimes when you do see those like formal mentorships, it can produce a lot of anxiety in some folks. Cause you're like, I don't know if I want that or I'm not sure. Sometimes it really is just reaching out to, a former teacher or, yeah. uh, uh, or you know, uh, again, when this age of social media, sometimes it's just sending a message or a DM to someone, you know. I saw that you did a a concert like this or a show like this, or the last project you worked on was really, really cool. Can I ask you some questions about it? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's not, and I rarely do you find someone being like, no, I don't want to talk to you about it. It might be, I don't have time now. Can we talk at a different time? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. can we meet up and do it virtually? Or email me. I've got plenty of folks that they'll say in a heartbeat, email me at any point in time and I'll help you. Like, yeah. or I, I was actually just watching something about this when it came to alphabus playing Wicket. Um, one of the alphabus transferred over from London. And when she first got here and was like, I think she was in like previews. One of the previous Elphabas like emailed her being like, hey, I get it. This is a crazy role. If ever you want to like reach out, I'm here. Yeah. And she was like two or three other alphabets did that. And She's like, it was just so heartwarming to have people that have done this role and knew what I was going through to just reach mm-hmm. out. And she's like, I didn't reach out often. And it was only, she's like, maybe only two or three emails. She's like, but after I left the role, I would subsequently go back and email those people as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, so sometimes it can just be, Organic, or it doesn't have to be. You talk to your mentor, mentor mentees every single day.
1: Absolutely, it doesn't have. I don't talk to mine every single day. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to be like a formal. Like, you come to every class, or we do this. It can be more organic, informal Mm -hmm. when you have a project. But I do think, um, yeah, like you're saying, like as we're talking through this episode, like that is the first step is being able to work with someone who can help to push you push you to take your own initiative to reach mm-hmm. to a realize what are your goals and what do you want to do? Right. Is it choreographing, dancing, teaching, what critiquing, right? Like, do you want to be a dance critic? Like whatever it may be, yeah. you know, and then like, so they help you to really get clear on your goals and they help you to strategize a plan of like, okay, this is what you're interested in. So let's work, you know, can, like you said, have you looked at this? Did you try this? why don't you do X, Y, Z, right? And then those can potentially lead into, into jobs, right? Those can lead into, I'm working on something, or I, I know someone looking for an assistant or an associate. Let me connect you guys. Um, So I think that it is, you know, important for you to think about, like, who are those people that you can, you know, that you could reach out to and consider mentors and, like, what is it that you're trying to to get out of this and move forward with, you know?
0: Because I also think of, like, once you get to the associate level in particular, like, I I, I only recently haven't got to this level. There are plenty of times where folks will text me, call me, email me, being like, hey, we got a gig. And it's like, we do? Um... Um, where they're like, text me and be like, oh, we have a gig. Now we're going to go do X, Y, and Z or we're doing X, Y, and Z. These are the dates for this and these are the dates for this. And as an associate, I know it's it's a, almost an automatic yes, unless I have a very strong, legitimate reason no. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a part of their their company, if you want to look at it that way. You know, I'm an extension of them. So where they move, I move. Or, you know, it may be like, uh who is it? I can't remember, but I've bumped into somebody's associate. Like I'm actually friends with them and they're an associate of a big name choreographer. And I can't remember who. That's why I'm not saying their name, because I really don't remember. It's been a minute since I've seen them because of all the world is currently. But they were like, I was telling them about a project that like their mentor, their the their choreographer was doing. They were like, Oh yeah, that's not mine. I only do these type of gigs with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it yeah. was like essentially it was very divided. We're like Danielle had all the film and television stuff. Mm -hmm. Tony had all the stage stuff. And like how she has known each other and they like are cool, but they're like, oh no, I want to do this stuff. So I only do this. Right. But that's
1: part of it. That's part of like knowing your goals and what you want. Right. And also like when you do, someone will be more apt to employ you or to bring you on to the specific roles that make sense. You know, if you are guessing everything and you have no idea what you're doing, nor are you interested you're not going to get another job. No. Right. Like it's, it really does come down to like, yeah, I work with so-and-so on these projects because I know myself, I know what I am good at and what I want to do. And they also see that in me as well. And Mm -hmm. we're we're on the same page, right? Like that's what it comes down to.
0: And that's what matters in the grand scheme of things. It's like, Knowing your, knowing your path and knowing where you can find assistance, where you can find help and knowing when you're just wasting your time.
1: Yeah. And that is what's important. And I think if you're lost, right? Like say you're listening to this episode and you're like, I don't know my path and I don't know what I want to do. And I am the person that yeses every project. Reach out to someone. That's when I would write the email and say, hey, I would love to buy you a cup of coffee or I would love to send you a Starbucks, you know, gift card and can we meet on Zoom? And can I like talk to you about what's going on and help sift through what mm-hmm. it is that you're that you want to do.
0: And it's like that is honestly such the best thing. One, we always say Starbucks that like you can give a five dollar five dollar Starbucks gift card to anybody and make mm-hmm. it work. Uh and they'll be grateful for it. But it's it really is that sometimes where like I've in particular, where I've met a lot of like, I say yes to every gig. And Miami says, Oh, you're young. You'll learn to stop doing that because I did it. Like, me and Daniel have been there where it's Absolutely. like, you say yes to every gig. I'm good for, I'm real good to give folks a good no. Or like, yeah. or people that want to hire me that like know me, they know what they need to send me in that initial email.
1: Mm-hmm. A
0: lot of times it ain't money, ain't the first question. It's dates for me because I am very fortunate where I will get booked up or I do have hats in a lot of different fields where it's like, I, what kind of time are you trying to ask of me? Then how yeah. much money are you paying me for said time you're asking me for?
1: And you will learn how to, I mean, again, like Tony just said, you, Tony and I have both done it where we've guessed everything. When you're really young and you're That's just you trying are. to get work and trying to get money, you're gonna guess everything. We all do it, right? But you will, as you begin to get older, you will learn to say no and no is super um, powerful. Because no also helps you and the people around you realize what it is that you actually want to do. And it is a
0: full it is a full and complete sentence, is what I often tell a lot of my mm-hmm. my mentees and assistants and even associates sometimes like no is a full sentence. And it's one yeah. it's it's one of those things of like reaching out is so important in those predictive situations where you don't know because it is a different conversation for everyone. Like there, I, I I think of one particular mentee who was again taking work for everything, but her body couldn't handle it. Like her body could not handle going from point shoes to high heels. And mm-hmm. her like her Achilles tendon, her shin splints, like her shins, like everything. Like she was getting injuries and things like that. And I was like, Oh, well, we can do this now. We eliminate everything that's hurting you. Or pick one style for six months and see how you feel. You know, mm-hmm. and that's so like, but that was a totally different conversation from One of my guys that kept booking music theater stuff, but really wanted to do commercial dance. It was like, okay, then stop taking those things. Yeah, but I need to pay my bills. Okay, well here we are. What is what is what is the priority right now?
1: So like, I mean that's and that's that's what a huge part about. Yeah, that's a huge part about like being a mentor or working with a mentor is they will be the person to say, then don't take the job. I need to pay my bills. So take a job at Starbucks or a restaurant or babysit or, you know, Uber Eats. Like I know, especially in like today, this day and age, like finding a job is easier said than done. That's not what I mean. My point is you have to say no to the things that aren't serving you. If you don't want to do musical theater, you can't continue to say yes and take those jobs. You are not clearing away the space. You're mm-hmm. not making space for the opportunities you want to come in right? You are um, not getting focused on your goal of, I want to do commercial dance or whatever it may be. Those are huge things that nobody tells you. You need the space, mental, emotionally, and physical like space to be able to get to what you want to do. And sometimes Teddy it yes clogs even,
0: all of it. it. Yes, it does. And it's also like the type of musicals or who you're working with. Mm-hmm. There are certain I choreographers
1: I will not work with because yeah. I know how they are in the rehearsal room. You know, so, someone says like, I don't want, like, this is a, you know, someone will say like, this is a huge opportunity, but I don't want to work with this person. I've worked with them before, had a bad experience or heard about it. I'm getting really bad vibes. Like my gut is just saying no, say no. Cause it's going to be a disaster because <laughs> right. also- Speaking from, speaking from, you know, like experience, like I have said yes to things where deep down, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. And it Mm -hmm. didn't work out well.
0: Yeah. Like that's, that's comes from like, and again, that's where that mentor comes in is like, yeah, I lived through this. I'm definitely with Danielle. I have worked on gigs where I'm like, oh, I hate every minute of this. Please let this end date come very soon. Mm -hmm. Or please let this contract fall through or something crazy happen. And then it didn't. i'm miserable or like there are arguments and fights and all kinds of crazy things that i'm like oh i don't want to work this way yeah those are again those are situations where it's like they can feel very difficult to navigate which is why a mentor matters but it's also like being an assistant to someone or being an associate to someone you learn how you like to work i know assisting for people Assisting for people, both directors, because I'm assistant director before too, but like work working under directors and choreographers told me the type of director and choreographer I wanted to be yeah. because I saw how they run the room. I saw how they interact with everyone and I was just raised this way where it's like how you treat the, the the essential workers essentially is how you, is how you treat everyone. So the same mm-hmm. guy that's like the janitors that are, you know, or custodians that are sweeping up the theater deserve the same respect as the producer that's cutting checks. Mm-hmm. I was raised that way. And I like to work that way because it generally makes me feel better when everyone is in a, a better mood. I mean, everyone's not gonna be happy all the time, but in a better mood when we all work together. So if I keep leaving a pile of trash on the floor, for the janitors to clean up at the end of my rehearsal. When I come back into the dance studio and we're doing floor work, we have a dirty floor now because he's getting to my floor last because he doesn't like me. Like little things like that matter to me, but I didn't learn, I only learned that by sitting, being an assistant and sitting in these meetings and watching watching how the, the choreographer interacts with the ensemble that keeps messing up. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, did, when it came time for him to fire someone, what did he say? How did he go about it? Mm-hmm. You know. What was the conversation like trying to get this person on track or seeing that someone's having a terrible day? What do they do? You know, like, how do you handle that? Or, like, I've been in rehearsals where explosive ev- events have happened, you know, everything from like terrorist attacks to shootings and all kinds of things like that. Um, how, how is that person that's in charge of this rehearsal navigating that rehearsal? Those are the things that you're, you're there to learn as an assistant, you know, and that's what makes you gravitate towards them as an associate. I love how they work. I love how they handled a misogynistic, you know, director, or, you know, they were very productive of their dancers, like, or their actors, like little things like that, that is, that stuff that can't be taught in a classroom and can only be taught on the job as an assistant or as an associate or you know even as a mentee sometimes yep but like that's that's the part that I think we're getting to where it's like there's just some there's some stuff that a classroom cannot teach you and you can't really know until you're there experiencing it
1: yeah 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 I mean I would just say at the end of the day like if you have the ability to formally or informally work with someone you know like a mentor quote-unquote capacity um it's going to be huge and serving you toward figuring out what are your next steps? How do you work? How do you want to work? Who do you want to work with? Um, and then getting in the room and going, okay, now I'm going to do all the work. Um, yeah. And like we said, this article was awesome from dance magazine that really talked about what it means to work with a mentor. We'll post a link to it on Instagram because I think like we said, at the end of the day, everything stems from, um, stems from that and the beginning of that. And then how do you work your way up, quote, unquote, the latter? Um,
0: there one last thing I want to kind of mention from the article as we kind of wrap up is the last thing they say is, be gracious. Mm-hmm. Respect your yeah. mentor and their time. Yeah. Know that if someone, and again, this can be hard for people in varying levels or where you came from, never underestimate who's going to be your mentor who has information to offer you and who's gonna give you your next job. Mm -hmm. You just don't know. There, you know, I, one of my current mentors to me, she, like said, I met her working at this organization that I currently work for. And we were just like, our job was like, we need to update everyone's resume in the system. And so she's older, so she cares very little for computers and things like that. So she asked me, she's like, oh, we'll go out to lunch, bring the laptop, a couple of us, we'll pay for you know, food, we'll sit there, you can help us organize our resumes, update them, things like that. And as I sat there in this room, with, it was two or three of them, but in particular this one, she has taught everywhere that I have wanted to teach with mm-hmm. people and organizations that I have wanted to teach with for years. And I'm like, oh, you know this person? Oh, yeah, I know blah, blah, blah. And She would rattle on this some antidote. And I I didn't dismiss her before because we were obviously friends, but, like, I just would have never known her to be the source that has taught at basically every major dance spot in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every major company she's touched. Every major institution uh, educational institution she's touched. And it was just so very, like, this... I would have never thought that. And she was like, oh yeah, no, I'm older. I've scaled back. I don't teach there anymore because like, I'm just too old for that. You know, I got grandkids now. I don't want to do all that. But she gave me several connections to places that have hired me or, you know, or just being like, there have been, you know, there have been times where I'm like, I apply for blah, blah, blah. She goes, okay. And then I get hired. And then she's like, yeah, I call them on your behalf and tell them to hire you. But just, I know you do get work and like, again, never ask, but just like, showing up and doing my job, made wonderful connections through just being kind and just, again, never knowing where it's coming from.
1: Yeah, being gracious is like huge, huge, huge. Like do the work, be gracious, ask for advice, ask the questions, pay for the cup of coffee because you literally never know what could happen Mm -hmm. um, for sure.
0: With that being said, that brings us to our part of the episode called Tip of the Week what kind of tips would you like to leave you guys or just kind of what's happening in the world of dance um uh do you want to go
1: first for tip of the week or should i sure um i would say get up and move your body for at least 30 minutes a day once a day that can be take a walk do an at-home workout go to a gym go to a class go running um you know, again, I said, take a walk, but it could literally be like taking your baby out in the stroller for a walk, taking the dog out, like move your body. Um, this is not just about being a dancer. This is about being an everyday human and, um, movement really does wonderful, amazing physiological things legitimately to your body, um, to pump endorphins do so, um, move, 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 move. Okay. My, my tip is very similar to that.
0: Uh, touch your toes for thirty, for sixty or thirty seconds every day, mm-hmm. preferably twice a day. Um, I'm home with my parents, and as my parents are looking at sixty, you know, they we're talking about little things they can do to make things easier. And mm-hmm. it's just like you said. So move, be active. You can be if you can be active for thirty minutes each day. That's going to do wonders for your health. But a lot of people suffer from lower back pains, you know, starting in their early thirties, where me and Danielle are. um, Mm -hmm. And a simple tip to just like, even if you're not an active mover or, you know, tidbit, you can give to grandma or grandpa, preferably 60 seconds. So a minute, but if they can't try to do 30 seconds, but every day when you first get out of bed, try to touch your toes, just reach Mm -hmm. down for your toes, whether you can actually touch them or not for 30 seconds. before you go to bed every night for 30 seconds it will literally release your lower lumbar and stretch and and relax muscles and again it will it just there are all kinds of wonderful properties for something that simple like something reaching down to tie your shoes you know like instead of bending your back instead of uh, bending your knees to bring them up to you reach down for them that can do such wonderful things for you
1: it really really can yeah that is so true there are certain positions you can do with your body you know a lot of a lot of times people say like specific yoga poses will do lots of things for like anxiety relieving releasing back pain or releasing neck pain but yeah like touching your toes or trying to is uh that's great that's a wonderful one
0: for like yeah literally 30 seconds i'm like i yeah. Cause we just had the conversation with one of my mom's doctors and he was like, oh, that's something so easy. He's like that. And he was and like, he, the doctor like took that tidbit that I told my mom as we were like walking out. He wanted this whole tangent on all the different properties and wonderful things that we do." And so she was like, okay, so yeah, sure. Every day. That's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode,
1: but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We are at Point PYT on all social media.
0: I'm your co-host, Tony Williams the
1: second. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See
0: you next week on
1: Point Your Toes, the Adventures of MYC.